Matthew chapter 1. This is basically what happens to Joseph. And it says it. Now Joseph, of course, when it talks about the shepherds, he was there also. But I just wanted to point out a few things about Joseph. In verse number 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on, the, on this wise. When as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be forth be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us and Joseph being raised up from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Joseph uh, Jesus now go go to the, the second chapter in verses number 13 through 15 here again you're going to see that angel coming and speaking to him. And it says, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt, have I called my son. Lord, I thank you for your word. May we apply it into our lives, and may we understand what the perfect Christmas is in 2020. Thank you for all the things you've done for us. Lord, just be with us as we study your word this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Take your pen out. I'm going to give you your first blank, and I'm going to explain what it is. We're going to go three. There's three things I want you to understand. God's something is always perfect. His timing is always perfect. I really figured that out today. Um, I had the privilege of going for a device check. And I know what a device check is, and they, they check and make sure everything's running right. And um, it kind of scares you when they can do something on a computer and it activates what you're doing. She said, now your heart rate's going to go up. I'm going to make your heart go up a little bit so we can check this thing. And sure enough, I was like, oh, yeah, I can feel it kicking in and stuff. And then she said, um, she, she said you want, I was talking to her about when the battery goes dead, what happens? And she says, well, it, it beeps. It, the defibrillator beep one way and the other thing, uh, the pacemaker beep another. And I was like, I, I've heard about that. I, 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 I don't know how long it's going to be. She said about five years from mine. And then she said, do you want to hear it? And, I, and, and down deep, Brother Birch, I, I really didn't want to hear it. And before I could say it, she reaches over on that computer screen. Have you guys ever had them activated where you can hear the sound of it? Okay, well, he, she said, this is the first sound. And she, they hit a button, and all of a sudden I hear, bing, 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 inside of me. I was like, oh, no. They're honing me in. And then she goes, now, this is the other sound. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, I hope she press, presses the right button. I, don't hope, I hope she doesn't press the defibrillator button and it go off and they press the other one and, and you, I could hear it throughout my whole body. And I said, well, just keep doing that when the battery goes dead. Oh, no, it'll beep like that for four, four months. 
you got four months to fix it. And I said, well, does it beep constantly? She said, no, we can set it whatever time you want it to go off so you, you know when your battery's going dead. And so, you know, that's just a sad thing to think of, that your battery's going dead. And so I asked the question, I said, so like if my heart rate goes up, will I have to stop using the pacemaker? She said, no, sir, you're going to be using it the rest of your life. That's not what I anticipated her saying. I thought if it got better, they'd stop it. He said, she said, no, this is going to help your heart go through this. And, you know, I was having somewhat of a pity party. And I, after I got done with that, I had to go get my license stickers on the back of my truck, thank you, for the security, writing down that I had my, my license tags were going to go out in December. And I knew that. I was just going to wait till the end of December, pay it. And so I just told God, I said, God, I said, sometimes you just don't, I don't understand why we go through certain things. And then I made this statement, just a very simple statement. You probably will not believe the story I'm about ready to tell you. I said, Lord, just give me a sign of, what, of some things I can be thankful for. And so I drove from Bay, um, from, is it Bay Meadows? Is that what it's called? Meadowview. Meadowview. And um, I drove over to what I say Blountville, but you say Bluntville, okay? And uh, I was driving over there, and there was a car that passed me. And it had five letters on the back of the license plate. And it didn't look right because it was all capital letters, but I don't know why this man chose this on the back of his license plate. It was T-I-T-H-E. I was like, who does that? And it didn't look right because all the letters were capitalized, and I said, that says tithe on it. I just followed the car, and it was from Ohio, and I thought, oh my word, that's just really weird. And I had just asked God to give me a sign. I was like, well, God, you've taken care of my finances. And then I go and I pull in and they, they're, they're doing where you have to go through a drive-through to get your little tag in your car. And the guy in front of me, um, I think it was a BMW they were driving, and I looked, and on his license plate, it said forgiven. And I was like, okay, God, that's enough signs. I, I understand that you're in charge. The one that really shocked me is I drove back in a third truck. This, this one was, I think, from Pennsylvania. Drove by really fast. And so in those two, two cars, I was thankful that, I, that God takes care of my finances. I was thankful for forgiveness. And I've never seen this on another vehicle. I tried to take a picture of it. But it was moving so fast I couldn't get it. The license plate on that last car that I saw, and there was more than one these three cars, but I'm looking at every license plate now going, what in the world's going on here? And this, it was, a, it was a, um, like a Suburban, like an SUV. It drove by me, and it said this, and I've never seen this on a car. It said H-O-L-Y-G-H-S-T. And I was like, that says Holy Ghost. I just forgot the O. And I figured that's probably as many letters they could get. How many times have you ever seen a car with tithe? I've seen the forgiven one before. But I've never seen one with tithe and Holy Ghost. I took a picture of it and I looked at my picture and it was so, the, the Holy Ghost was moving pretty fast. Hey man, he was, a, he was gone. He had a job to do and he was gone. And I was like, it was a white SUV and, and I was in the, in the left lane and I was past somebody and they were flashing their lights at me and like, I, they got to go, they got to go quick. And so when they went by, I saw that thing. I was like, unbelievable. So I tried to catch up with him, couldn't catch up with him. But you, you, can't, you can't race the Holy Ghost, amen? And so when I was thinking about that, I was like, man, God's timing is amazing. 
as, as that happened to me, I thought, man, I asked for a sign, and Lord, what'd you do? You put three right in front of me, as obvious as, the, as my nose on my face. Never seen anything like that before. And I'll never probably see it again. But as I was thinking about God's timing, look at this story. The first one, it's got a letter A. I want you to write the word angels. Twice, the angel talks to Joseph. And it's in the perfect timing. Now watch this. Go to the second, the line right below it and put this in. You probably, if you ever try to figure out um, lines before I say it, write this. But while he thought on these things. Go to Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 and look what it says again. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20. Now you've got to look at 18 and 19. 18 and 19, he's a just man and, and he's going to put her away privily so no one knows about her. But while he was thinking about that, he fell asleep or something, and by a while he thought on these, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. While he was thinking about this, the timing was, he's thinking about putting her away because he's a just man, but he knows what Mary is. He knows who Mary is. She's not someone that just goes around and does whatever she wants. She's not perfect. But here, he, the angel comes to him right at that particular moment, and as you think about this, you see the timing is of God's perfect. Now go to the next time. Go to Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, when, when he sees another thing. He says, And when they were departed, the, the wise men, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. You know, when I was thinking about this, now, he's, now God's going to show him what Herod's decision is. So now his timing is even, even greater to protect the child. Again, God knows what He's doing, does He not? Now, there's two things in here that maybe you've not thought of in God's timing. The next one starts with the letter B. Write this, birth. And then write nine months. Go to the next line and write taxes in the city of David. You want to talk about God's timing? Think about those two things. Simultaneously, Nine months before that, she gets pregnant, travels to Bethlehem because of taxes, and it simultaneously hits because God's timing is always perfect. Aren't you thankful for God's timing? I mean, we, we could say, well, God's late on this. No, He's not. He's right on time all the time. See, we think He's late because He's not on our timing. And Joseph, when Joseph heard, he didn't... He had these dreams, and for some reason, he followed those dreams. Can you imagine following some of your dreams? I know some of my dreams would never come true, because I'd wake up and I'd want to go to Pals, amen? <laughs> Chewing on my pillow, thinking it's a Frenchie fry, amen? i got to get up and go to Pals. Now, we, we look at these things, and, and, and sometimes we fail to realize how God he just all of a sudden does all these things simultaneously and they all line up. How many of you had the privilege of seeing the two, two planets together the other day? Isn't that neat? Won't see that again, will we? It's 800, I think 800 years ago that that happened. And they all lined up. In this story, in Joseph's life, all these things are lining up, and he sees that God's timing is perfect. If it wasn't for the taxes, 
they wouldn't have went to Bethlehem. If it wasn't that he was in the lineage of David, they wouldn't have went to Bethlehem. If it wasn't because of the nine months that she was... And, and think, and I said this before, how would you like to travel with a lady that's really pregnant on a donkey for miles? That's how you know Mary was a very godly woman, amen? And then you, you just see all these things, these timing things. God's timing is always perfect. In verse number, in chapter um, 1, verse 22, it says, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, and it says a little bit about that. Now go to um, Luke, I mean, Matthew, Matthew chapter 2, verses 15, and it says, and, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of, of the Lord of the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Here another timing is he, as he goes, and he goes to Egypt. God's timing is always perfect. Let's look at the second one. God's timing is always perfect. God's treasures is always a perfect fit. God's treasure is always a perfect fit. And let's look at some of these things real quick. Number one, Joseph. He was the son of David. That's what the angel calls him. Well, how do you know that Joseph was a treasure to God? He picked Joseph because he knew Joseph would what? Listen to him. That he would listen to him. Hmm. He also put Joseph and Mary together so they would go to Bethlehem. The baby had to be born in Bethlehem. I mean, you just see everything lining up. And one of the treasures that he gives is, is Joseph... There's not much written about Joseph other than right here. And we see Joseph at the temple. Then tell me what Joseph, other things about Joseph. Now there's some good things written about him, but we don't know much about it after that. It says he was a just man. We'll look at that. Let's, let's look at three things that, that are in that, in that statement about the treasure that, that Joseph was to God. Number one, he was the son of, son of David. God put Joseph, the son of David, with Mary. Then it says Joseph was, faithful, was a faithful man to people. Joseph was a faithful man to people. Go to verse number 19. And look at this. It says, and, and Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Now, God knew that, but the people knew it too. People know when you're a just man, a righteous person. You act different. Amen? You ever met someone that's a righteous person? They don't, they don't, they'll never win awards, but you know for sure if you want someone to pray for you, you ask that person. You ever met somebody like that? Here, he was, to people, he was a faithful man. Um, it says just, meaning righteous. Now, the second one is this, Joseph was a faithful man to Mary. I mean, you can read a bunch about this in this, in this story. Go to verse number 20. But while he thought on these things, in, in chapter 1, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. What's the next two words? Fear not. <laughs> Joseph was concerned about everything with this. He was a just man, and that's why he thought he had to get rid of Mary. And I think it's interesting that that's what the angel says to him, fear not. And so everything that he is taught as a child, he has to throw out the window to show that he is faithful to Mary. 
it says in verse number 20, it says, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Wow. That's a statement. That's a statement for someone that is a just man to believe. Because if he was not a just man, he would never believe that. And I want to say this, he also knew the Old Testament, that he, he knew where the, where the child was going to be born, and he knew he was from that, that, that city. The, what did they call him? They called him son of David. Well, was he David's son? No, he was the lineage of David. And he could track that back. I have two people that are historical people that I'm lineage of. I'm lineage to Noah and Adam. Those are the only two I know. Maybe you know those guys. Maybe you were in that same boat, literally. But as I look at this, I think, here you have a situation where he's faithful to a woman that in all biblical mandates would have been to stone her and put her to death. And he knew who she was because what did he say? He says, listen, I'm going to put her away privily. I'm not going to have her being stoned to death. And then the angel comes to him and says, listen, this is from the Holy Ghost. Wow. Show you how much he loved, loved her and loved God. Look at verse number 24 and 25. Since Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Knew her not till she was brought forth, her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So he was faithful to the people. They called him a just man. God called him that. He was faithful to, a faithful man to Mary. He feared not. It was conceived of the Holy Ghost. It was something that would only happen one time and one time only. And he happened to be that one person. And then last but not least, he was faithful. He was a faithful man to God. You see that in verse number 24. He didn't debate it. He didn't say, okay, well, listen. He wasn't Gideon, doubting everything and scared of everything. Don't you love it? And I'll put a fleece out, and it happens, and I'm going to do it opposite. Well, that's a, that's a man of faith. No, the angel told him what to do, and look at verse number 24. Then Joseph, being, being raised from sleep, how do you like that when you're raised from sleep? How do you, how do you like that? He, something wakes you up. Are you a happy person at that point? You know what he does? He wakes up from sleep and did as the angel had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Go to, go to the next chapter and look at this verse in verses 14. It says, when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed from Egypt. He didn't want anybody to know where they were going. He wanted to make sure he followed, who followed God. God. Joseph saw God's provision with the wise men, but he saw God's protection from Herod. Now, I want to I illustrate something to you. Don't you think for one second that Joseph didn't hear what Herod did? It was proclaimed what he did. And Joseph probably sat back and said, thank God I listened to what the angel of the Lord told me to do. He was faithful to God in that it saved his life and it saved the child's life that he was supposed to protect. Aren't you thankful for God's perfect timing? Aren't you thankful for God's treasure is always a perfect fit 
and, and you know, each treasure, each one of us have different treasures. We all have something we like, and God fits it for us. He knows what you like. He knows, he knows what's best for you. And look at the third one. God's title is always perfect to man. Joseph understands these two titles that he is told that we've just read. In fact, the last part of the verse says, and he called his name Jesus. That was the last word in, in Matthew chapter 1. But I want you to see some things in here. The first thing he says is when, the, when, the, when the, the angel's talking to him in a dream, it says, and she shall bring forth, in verse number 21, a son, and thou shalt call his name what? Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. Jesus was a common name. He knew who he was. He knew what the Old Testament said, but I like what it says in here. Save his people from their sin. He understood that. that this child that she was having of the Holy Ghost, which made sense to him, God did this. He was going to save his children. That's what, that's what the, the, the birth is all about. What an accomplishment. No one else has ever done this or no one else will ever do it. Again, other than Jesus himself. Look what it says. It says that his name shall be Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. And so the next, the next word in here is this. It says Emmanuel. And I really want to talk about this real quick. Emmanuel, in its own definition, when he tells him it's Emmanuel, what is it? God with us. What does that mean? To us personally, what does it mean? What? He's on our side. He takes care of us. You're never alone. When you pick teams, God's always with you. That's a great thing to think about. But what we're not doing is we're looking, let's look at it at what Joseph must have thought that meant. Number one, when I hear, whenever I hear that he says to Joseph, he says, listen, God with us. The first word when I think of God with us, and he knew what Emmanuel meant, but the word God, this shows responsibility that Joseph has. I've often thought this. There's one person that I wouldn't want to be a brother to, and it would be Jesus. If you were an only brother and something was broken, and Jesus said he didn't do it, it was you. And, and can you imagine if, God, if Joseph and Mary wanted to know, tell me, what, tell me what Russ did. And Jesus would tell mom and dad everything. I mean, I don't think he was a tattletale, but I think he knew everything, don't you think? Then, then look at that second word. God with, he's going to be a companion with Joseph. Isn't it interesting that if I ask you what, what Jesus' occupation was, what was it? What do people call him? Carpenter. Where did he get that from? Because that's what Joseph was. He could work with wood, and isn't it interesting at the very end, the wood... Calvary, the wood at Calvary would be the thing that takes us to heaven. 
But he says, listen, he says, the, the word God with us, it, it's a responsibility with God and then with the companionship. He's going to have to be in charge of it. That's why I think when the temple story happened, that Joseph was beside himself. You know, I, I just think, where is he? What happened to him? I'm supposed to be protecting him. He's the child. He's the child that they predicted 600 years ago, and he's supposed to be with us. And we don't know where he's at. You know, when, when you hear that and you hear Emmanuel, God with us, it's easy for us to think of what, what it means. But what did it mean to Joseph? It meant the responsibility. It meant the accompaniment that, that, that Joseph was going to be with him. And it wasn't just to everybody. It was to Mary and Joseph particularly when it says the word us. Right? I've never looked at it that way because I always look at it, God with us, he's with me, he's taking care of me. But I wonder really what Joseph thought. What did he think about this when God is with us? Mary, this is serious stuff. And if God is with us and God tells me, that's why I don't think he had a problem, Brother Moody, following that dream because he understood God was with him. And this child, I've got a responsibility. This child, number one, is going to survive. Something else in here that I want you to circle some words. There's some words on the, on the fourth line. Um, see that S-H-H. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, and we're going to read this. Now here's the, 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 the dream that he sees. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. There's interesting some words in there. The word son is one of them. The, the, another word is his. And another word is he. Now, God's telling him this. Now, as far as I know, I don't think they had ultrasounds back then. You know what God's telling him? That she, that she is going to have a son, a boy child. And the words that they use for him is his and he. There was no doubt that it was going to be a boy. I'll never forget, I always use Ann as an illustration with this. We didn't know what the second child was going to be. Meredith, we didn't know what she was going to be. First one, we got the ultrasound. We figured out, oh, it's going to be a girl. Decorated the room. The second one, we didn't want to decorate. We just wanted to find out when she was born. Carried it all. She carried Meredith totally different. Meredith act different. Which one was more active? Meredith was bouncing off the walls, just like she does now. She just did it. Megan was just really docile. Are you in there? And, of course, she was, and we had that child. And the second one came and, and um, kept trying to come and kept trying to come and kept trying to come and kept trying to come. And finally she came, broke her water, and in 17 minutes she was full delivery. I'll never forget what the doctor said, and our doctor's pretty good about this. doctor delivered the baby, and um, my wife was going, oh, I want an epidural, epidural. Honey, you're not going to have one in 17 minutes. She delivered a baby. And I remember what my wife's first words were about the child. The doctor said, you have another baby daughter. Exact words out of her mouth, me standing on the other side with the doctors, and she looked at him and goes, are you sure? And he goes, honey, I'm quite sure this is a little girl. You know, when you, when you think about that, they knew what was going to happen. They did. 
They knew exactly from step one. And God does that in your life too. That's why I want to tell you, you can have a wonderful, perfect Christmas in 2020 with all the things going around. As I think of the people wearing masks, as I think of people scared to death. I watch, I watch movies now that were pre-COVID, and I kind of freak out when I see people. They're hugging each other. Don't they know they're going to get the, the virus? They're shaking each other's hands. Look how close they are. Every Hallmark movie defies COVID-19. Except when they're fighting and they're separated, amen? You know, you look at it and you go, wow, this world has definitely changed. But you know what? We can still have a perfect Christmas in 2020. We just get so wrapped up and go, oh, you know, let's look at this, this next part. Is God's timing, treasure, and title perfect in your life? It absolutely is. His timing is perfect. His treasures are perfect. And his title, Emmanuel, he's still with us. He hadn't left us with the coronavirus. He's Jesus, the one that saves his people. He still does that. He hadn't changed over this. Well, 2020, do you realize that 2020 is just a blur? I hope it ends pretty soon. I mean, I'm not talking about 2020. I'm just talking about the coronavirus thing. I don't want to live my whole life the rest of the time like that. You know, I did figure out something that was good about the mask is I, had a, I have a fever blister and no one stares at my fever blister when I got my mask on. You can also, if you've heard me say this, you can also stick your tongue out at people. No one knows that you're doing it. Like Mrs. Hilton right now is probably sticking her tongue out at me. All right? And, and we can do that. No one knows. But can you imagine if life was like this the rest of our life, how it would be? I don't want that. I don't want that. But God's timing is always perfect. His treasures in our life are always there for us. And the titles that he holds for us is still perfect. Aren't you thankful for Emmanuel? Aren't you thankful for the Son of the Highest, Son of God? I mean, you just look at all the names that, that, that were entitled to him, and they're all perfect for us, and they all mean something different. And when I think about what, what Joseph needed, it was different than what Mary needed. What the, what the shepherds needed and what the wise men needed, it were, they were both different. Yet they were all perfect. Even the wise men going to one of the most wicked men and telling them about Jesus. See, that had to happen. Because we can read it in Matthew. Because it was predicted that he would do that. It takes a very wicked man to do that. Can you tell me one other person that's done that? I can only think of one. Pharaoh did it in Moses' time. But God's perfect timing is always there. And if it was perfect back then... In God's time, is God's timing, treasure, and, and title perfect in your life? Why do we debate God over items and events in our lives? Oh, I can't believe that happened. Why? Why now? Why me? I was talking to the technician today, and I said, this is not what I planned in my life. She said, and, and you know... <laughs> Sometimes people just, 
that was just kind of blindsided. She said, well, God's still in control. And I finally went, do you go to church? <laughs> I had not even talked to God before. And she felt led to tell me that. I said, do you go to church? She told me what church she went to. I said, okay. And then, you know, she asked me what I, I was like, mm, I'm a pastor of a church. <laughs> and she said, why are you debating everything? Why do we debate things? Why do we debate items in our life? Well, we don't have this, or we don't have that. Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? God knows what you need when you need it. And events that happen in your life, you know, today would have been the day that Meredith would have flown in. She really misses us. She's skiing. Makes her dad feel really wanted. Sorry, Dad, I'm going to miss you, but we're going skiing. You know, I don't understand why, but I sure do understand I have a God that's perfect. That's not changed. We could sit there and go, why, 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 why now, why me, why? God is either, put this your last, almost your last blank up there. God is either perfect or he is not. I know that he is. So he knows what he's doing. He knew about coronavirus back in 1966 when I was born. Some of you are going, wow, Lauren's trying to figure it out. How old is he? I'm 42. Um, are you good at math? Okay, all right. Um, as, I, as I look at this, I think God knew exactly what was going on every step of the way. And look at your last one. This is something to remember about Christmas. Let's remember Joseph and, and remember that we need to be an example to people at Christmas in 2020. 2020 can be a perfect Christmas. It's just a different Christmas. But look at the line above it. Joseph's God is our God. God has not changed since Joseph walked the face of the earth. He is still the same God, he is still perfect, and he knows exactly what he's doing. God is not going to be shocked over what happens in Georgia in the next couple days. You know what? I've got my predictions of what I want to happen. It might not happen. But it does not change the fact that God does know what's going on. He does know what's going on. Joseph's God is our God. The same God. Now, He's not going to come to you in a dream. He's not going to bring an angel down here and talk with you audibly, but He'll show you what you need to do. That's, what, that's when you've got to find, you're either going to believe that He's perfect or He's not. Things can change, can't they? The theme for next year is make room in 2021. Because sometimes we put so many things in our life that we don't make room for God. And you'll see an illustration that I'm going to use later. But look at this. Joseph's God is our God. Let's be thankful for His perfection in our lives. Thank God for what you're doing. Thank God for a device that beeps inside of me. You know, I'm praying for certain things. I'm praying that it's not activated by a garage door opener, praise God. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that I don't walk by something, a microwave, and it sets it off. You've got you to understand that God knows what He's doing. 
I told Ann, I said, if I'm in the bathtub, it goes off. You know what you do? If there's bubbles in there, throw dirty clothes in there with me. I'll clean them up when I'm, when I'm shaking in there. You're either going to look at good things or bad things, and you're going to see some things. You're either going to see God be the perfect God that He is, or you're going to find fault, and then you'll become bitter what God's done. I've had my moments. I've had my come to Jesus moments. I've had one just recently talking to Him. But we've got to understand that this perfection, Mary pondered these things that happened in her life. We really need for Christmas in 2020, to, we need to ponder, to think. What do we think of God's timing? What do we think of the treasure that He offers? What do we think about the title that He holds? Thank God for a man that we don't know much about. We don't have to have our na- name in highlight, highlighted for, for God to use us. And I'll end it with this. Can someone please tell me the young man that gave the fish and the, and the loaves. What's his name? It's called Lad because it wasn't important. It was just important for what he did. What are we thinking about Christmas? Man, we have a great God. He knows what he's doing.